You're here for an Azika nightly podcast where thoughts meet expression and the world around us gets analyzed with humor, honesty, and a whole new perspective. This is Nasika nightly podcast with your host, Nasika Aliman. That's right. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? As if I can hear your answer, but either way, I hope you guys are doing fine. Welcome, world. It's another day. It's another week, which means it's another episode. My side, my side, my side. We're back again. Welcome to this, another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast. And if you don't remember why we're here, allow me to remind you. Allow me to say it again. Over on this side, I aim to discuss and analyze different topics in our society and look at them from a whole new perspective. Now, lucky for you guys, it is I, your amazing host, the great Nasika Aliman. And I do appreciate having your ears for the duration of this episode. Now, I don't have a rant today, right? I don't have anything to rant about or get off my chest. There's no, there's no burning issue or anything I feel like I need to share. It's just I'm having incredible backache, right? My back pains me like never before because it's just not a burden, but it's just so overwhelming being the funniest, the most talented and beautiful person in this family. Like sometimes it does take a toll on, you know, my day-to-day activities. And it's, it's been affecting me physically because it's just so much weight to carry on my shoulders. Truly it is. You know, if you don't know me personally, I feel like people think I'm this cocky person who is self-obsessed. And I could only wish to be that. But, I, but truly I'm not. So today, if you're ready, let's get into it. Because today, as you can tell by the title, we're talking about class. Or are we talking about education? Today's title is Class is in Session. That's right. Class is in Session. And I'm pleased to tell you guys that today we're going to be talking about both. We're talking about class and we're talking about education. Both of them. That's right. But I feel like, you know, the first few episodes on this podcast journey, they weren't so, how do I say this? They weren't so direct. You know, they weren't so much of me focusing on society itself, but more so me focusing on the people in the society. You know, I was looking at us. My first episode was the introduction about me. And the second episode was about age. It was about how we feel in relations to our age and what in society makes us feel older. It was about our feelings, right? It was about us. And I do believe that a society is... You know, the systematic structures that are put in place. But it's also about the people. So from time to time, I'll be bouncing back between the structures in society and the people in the societies and how those structures affect us, right? But today we're diving deep. That's right. We're digging deeper, people. We're going below the surface. And we're looking for something that directly affects each and every person. I feel like on a scale of 1 to 10, at least No, this has no research behind it and I have no right speaking with such, you know, like dominance as if I'm certain. But majority of us pass through some form of educational system in our lifetime. This is a global thing, right? We're expected to go 
through some level of education, some level of schooling, some level of curriculum, some level of teachers breathing down our backs about that due date assignment that we just hope the world would end before we had to submit. We've all been there. We've all done that. And so I feel like that's something we can relate to. You know what I mean? I feel like that's something we can we can all agree needs to be abolished. But we're not tackling that stone today. Today, I'm tackling the education systems in terms of how different classes in a society react to being put in an education system. How they're expected to thrive in an education system. How they behave in an education system. So, we're analyzing class today. And specifically how these classes operate when it comes to the classroom and in the system of education. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But before we get too deep into it, I want to take you guys through it step by step, right? Because I really want you guys to understand where I'm coming from. I want you guys to get the train of thought the way I got the train of thought, you know? So I'm going to walk you guys through it, right? Think of, think of how a society is structured physically, right? You have the upper class in the hills or on the mountains or secluded from the lower class. Now in Jamaica, what I've noticed and what I'm sure we've all noticed for, for not all, for some, for some of the upper class communities, to get to them, you often pass a lower class community, right? Now, because I don't wish to have anyone see me on the streets and attack me about how I styled their area as a lower class community, I won't give any names, but you know what I mean, right? It's right on that mouth, it's right on the foot of that upper class community where you pass the zinc fence and you pass... It's not even absolute poverty, but it's, it's not the riches that lies beyond that community, right? So what I'm saying is for the most part, it is separated. Like you will never find me living next to Lee Chin. You know what I mean? Like you'll yet, <laughs> yeah, yet, God, let's not take that out of the books as yet. But you'll never find me living next to a Mr. Azan right now. You know, they are in their own community. We are in our own and we don't mix, we don't mingle, we don't intertwine. Now think of the different ways in which we intertwine. Think of the different ways in how we come to interact. Our bosses are rich, right? Let's say I go and work for a private company who sell cars or whatever it may be. They have more money than their staff, that's for sure, right? Our managers are rich. The CEO, the COO, the CFO, the UFO, the, the aliens, they're rich, right? They have money. The heads of the department, they're the ones with money. Now, when you create something like employment, when you create something like a business, something where each one is looking for something, that's where we come together because we don't really see them downtown, right? And for my listeners who are international, downtown is where we do our shopping. It's not a supermarket type of setting. It's very hustle and bustle. It's the heart of the income of many uh, town persons. That's where they go to sell. That's where we go to buy. That's where you find a little bit of everybody going around to get something. To buy food, to buy clothes, to buy anything. Downtown have every little thing. Everything you could ever desire is down there in terms of what you need. Anything you can think of. As I've said, food, clothing, you know, house appliance, furniture. Everything is down there for a less expensive price than you would find uptown. For a lack of better terms, right? Now, downtown you won't find a Mr. Leachin. Because I, I bet 
someone of his stature. Matter of fact, let's stop talking about leeching before this sounds like a personal attack to the man. It's not about him. But you won't find someone with financial status shopping downtown because they'd prefer push trolleys in supermarket, right? Okay. So, back to the workplace. That's where we would meet. Five days of a week, that's where you see them. Your boss is rich, your manager is rich, and then you hustling and bustling to make ends meet. That's what you're doing, right? Outside of employment, there's also that of schools. When you go to a primary school, because it doesn't start that way, you know. Oh, the beauty of Jamaican educational system. So it doesn't start that way. Because I remember when people used to talk about prep school and primary school. So the prep school was... I guess more private, it was more uptown, it was more, you know, bouge, I guess. Like It was where you sent your child for a better life, I guess, or a quicker education. Because private school, primary schools, which are for the public, right? It's more cheaper, right? That's one thing, it's cheaper. It's also more packed. There are more students in your class, right? And so there's less student-to-teacher ratio, right? So, and so that... The richer class, I'm sure, would fare. Reduces the chances of your child having a good education. No, I want to get into it. I want to get into it. So, after you do that GSAT. What are they calling it now? Prep? Pep? Pep? After you do that exiting school exam. To place you into a, a high school. That is where they go to meet. And I want people to listen to me now. I really want people to listen to me and understand what I'm saying. Because I think this is so important. We have traditional high schools in Jamaica. Right? We have St. Hughes High School, of which I am proud to have been. We have Calabar. We have Alpha. We have Merle Grove. We have Queens. We have Woolmers. We have some traditional high schools in the, in, in the country. We have some in the countryside as well. It's not just the town schools, but those are the ones I'm familiar with. But we have some of high stature, right? So when your child, who is not so financially capable, but is smart get certain grades to go to a certain school, when they go up there, they're finding people of all walks of life. They're finding people of different backgrounds. They're finding people of different capabilities. They're finding rich or poor. Or oh my, everybody, dog lovers, cat lovers, we all go. And what happens is we sit into one classroom and we integrate. It's such a powerful thing because that's how you know life. I, you know, I always pity that child who walks from here to there and that's their school because that's how i learned life in high school right when you meet certain different people and realize oh not the ben's coming to pick her up every day after school child let me go and catch this 21b before i miss it and i have to wait on the next one in an hour right that's that's when you realize this is gonna come off weird but that's when you realize your place in society that's really when you realize, oh, child, I guess I don't have it as well as mom made me believe I have it, you know. I guess we are poor, mother. Why didn't you say something earlier, darling? That's when you realize, like, whoop, yeah, I'm broke. That's, that's when you notice where you fit in. No, what always bothers me is when children, children who were born into such wealth, Make those around them feel lesser than. Or judge those around them, which are also children, for not having. So what I've spoken about, I've spoken about the different places in which the different classes in society unite. Like they, they, they intertwine or they interact 
or they become or they are now exposed to the same setting and they must work together to meet a goal. Now the goal in workplace is to make a monthly pay. The goal in school is to get an education. Going back to what I said earlier now, I find it so strange when that one child who's been given it all look down on those around them. But that's because they didn't have that background, right? They didn't have that talking to like, hello now Roger, come let's have a seat. I know you think you have it all, buddy. But that's because me and your mother work hard. You were born into this. And so don't go around judging everybody else. They, they didn't have that conversation, right? So their nose is in the air. And they are having struggles with this class. And so what do they do? The parents get the report card and parents say, whoop, not you being dunce and privileged. So I'm going to take you to private school. I'm going to take you to extra lessons and extra classes. And I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to pave the way. And you're going to get it, Raj. I promise, buddy. That's, 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 that's my impersonation of a rich family. I'm sorry. It just It's not perfect over there, you know. But in the grand scheme of an education setting, it does create that certain environment for the child to thrive. Right? And now the poorer class person... Must deal with the hustle, bustle, tussle, rustle, dustle of the world, right? When they can sit after school, when the upper class can sit after school and do their homework until the parents come with the car. We have to fight, go home on that bus, right? We have to make sure we catch the bus before the bus leaves. We have to run and leave and it's so much hustle and bustle by the time you get home. And you don't have any meat to come wash up your plate. You have to do the dishes yourself, Right? That work, you must have a driven force of determination, ambition, and goal at a young age, if you're, if you're of the poorer class, to say, I want out of this. And obviously, obviously, education is my only means of leaving this place. It's my only way out. So you analyze your life and you say, okay, I need to do well in high school so I can get to university. And when I get to university, I have to network and know people and put myself out there, get a work and work my way up. And if you don't have that work ethic, then the only other thing you can have in your back for you to succeed is your mother's strap. When she whops you up because she realizes that she didn't have the education and she sees where she, see where she is. And so she wants better for you, right? So she's in your back now. Where's the homework? You didn't do this. In your back. Now the richer class. So calm, right? So innocent. So just chilling. I find it odd when people who were born into riches look down on people who were born into poverty. And you think to yourself, what does that have to do with the education system? It, it has a lot. It has a lot. Because a child coming into the world, a child coming into this universe and finding their place. Because before high school, chances are we didn't know about anything. We didn't care about how much money our parents were spending on this, that and the third. We didn't really think of ourselves as poor. We didn't think of ourselves as rich. We didn't think of ourselves as fortunate or unfortunate. We really were just living to live. That's it. We were existing solely to be here. And then when you go around people who make sure you know that you belong under them, even though you do not, that alters a child growing up. You see what I'm saying? And don't worry. Don't worry about, oh, if I was like that in high school, it's too late for me to change or it's too late for me to better. It's not because the two structures I named 
for the, edu the education and the workforce. So chances are these students who were given the world and born in riches and made people feel like they're less than them growing up and feeling like I belong at the bottom or I'm not good enough to be on Ashley's level. Those people, they become your managers. They become, you see what I'm saying? They become your bosses. They become your heads. And they continuously perpetuate that toxic narrative that poor people who were born in poverty and are fighting a system that allows them to be oppressed constantly and not rise above at the level of the rich man, it allows them to feel like they're not enough or they're lazy or they're weak or they just don't belong and it's not true. So I'm saying this because each one help one, each one heal one for sure. And so if we are to analyze a society, right, you have to start from the beginning. And one of the beginning places is school. Because when, when you talk about agents of socialization, socialization, that word always kicks my behind. But when you talk about agents of socialization, it's not just the family. It's not just the, the school plays a very big, if not one of the biggest parts of a child finding herself and defining herself and seeing where they fit in and seeing where society expects them to be. That's the defining moment for a child, a school. It doesn't matter if it's university, it doesn't matter if it's high school, it doesn't matter. A school, when they're exposed to different people, different backgrounds, different perspectives, it tells them where they belong. And so we judge these humans and we sacrifice them because we're like, oh, Roger now, Mr. Poor Guy, you know, you failed science, buddy. You're never going to make it. But how fair is that? You know what I'm saying? Do you get where I'm coming from? How fair is that for us to chastise an entire class of people solely because they didn't have the background or the support that we do? That they didn't have the background or the support of the upper class or the richer class? I don't feel like it's right. And so I'm taking this one to the chest. Y'all get behind me. I'll take the bullets for this one. I mean it. I feel like if anything, we should give props and have award ceremonies for poor people who make it out. It's not easy. And they fight battles unknown to man. Truly. They fight battles unknown to people. And some of them make it out to be the biggest. To be the best. To be the brightest. They go up against people who were given the world. And still come out on top as one of the strongest. One of the baddest. One of the most talented, smartest, gifted. They fight. But if it's a battle... And every soldier strong. You see what I'm saying? Not every, not every soldier is strong. And so some are going to fall behind. But boy, this really is the fittest of the fittest type of world, is it not? I find that crazy. And this is just a disclaimer because I know I need to say it. I don't want anybody feeling like I believe the richer class or the upper class doesn't have problems of their own. Because they do. They do have problems of their own. For sure. It's not just picket fences and greener grasses over there. I'm just saying the poorer class don't have no grass. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and we make roses come out of stone. That's all I'm saying. And somebody somewhere, there probably is a podcast out there pushing forth the voices of the upper class. I Go find it, baby. That's all, that's all I'm saying. You know, it's not perfect anywhere. And so I'm just here to highlight and expand on the flaw in certain systems that's it and you never know maybe there will be a podcast about how the rich suffer but you know money doesn't make you happiness poverty doesn't buy you anything eh, 
It's just such a back and forth topic. But you guys get what I'm saying as it relates to class in education systems, educational systems and structures that I believe were meant to hold people back. But I feel like it's possible for the lower class to work and find their way out. But the upper class rarely are ever lost. So if we don't fight, you know, there is no better days, brighter side. There is no, like we can't, we can't drop the bag or the ball ever. But even if, even if the upper class throws the game, I feel like they just fall back on blankets. I don't know, maybe it's a bad mind in me. But I think it's very important to point out that this is, this has nothing to do with me actually. This podcast came to mind because I have really deep conversations with my sister. Oh, I love it. She's an amazing woman. Claudine, shout out to you. And if you come and tell me that I said shout out to you, that's how I know you listen to my stuff. If you don't, it's going to be a war up in the Aleman house. Anyways, I have deep conversations with her all the time. And it's just sometimes I look into things and I'm like, the world would be a better place if we found a way to fix all the evils before it became evil. Because we were all just innocent before we had our nose in the ear and thought we were better better than others. Before we had our nose in the air and felt like, oh, you belong under me. Or before, we were minding our business and people told us where we belong. It all starts in school. That's where I feel like it all starts in. It all starts in that corrupt institution that makes you feel like taxes care about the assignment due at 11.59 tonight. From time to time, I will definitely be going back to the educational system because after 20 years in school, I have a lot to say and even more to get off of my chest. For sure, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. We're not done here. We're just getting started, baby. But the only way this podcast relates to me at all is the fact that I'm poor and jobless. This is unacceptable. Somebody give me work. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I've, I, I had an amazing experience at school. I was surrounded by people of different backgrounds, but I was never in the position to look down on anybody. So, you know, hell, it was just a good time for me. Um, And my teachers were definitely amazing, for sure. Now, as I begin to wrap up this podcast, oh my gosh, episode number three. I get surprised every time I actually complete one of these just because it's been a long time coming. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but I was actually going to name this whole podcast thing Rant Radio. Because there's just a need in me to go off. Rant radio with Nasika Aleman. I really was going to, but I don't know. Nasika nightly stuck. So you guys, you know, here we are. You're stuck with it. Now, now back to me beginning to wrap up this episode. Another one. You know what we do on the end of these podcasts? I give a shout out to someone. Someone who I know is talented, driven, and dedicated to their passion or whatever it is that they commit all these hours to. And for today's episode, I'm giving a big, big, big shout out to the great, the amazing, the talented, the driven, Kareen Brown, classmate. That's right. That's right. Went to high school together. No big deal. No big deal. My friends have businesses. That's right. Her Instagram, well, her business Instagram name is My Kinky Curls Here. It's a beauty, cosmetic, and personal care line. I have bought from them the bonnets, right? The castor oils. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. And I suggest you guys go over to My Kinky Curls Here. That's My Kinky, K-I-N-K-Y, Curls, K-U-R-L-S, here on Instagram. Their link to their website, because you have website 
is in their bio go over there guys and give her a massive massive support just a, a black woman with a small business you know you, you know how we do we do it all you know absolutely guys go over there and support her her products are amazing her line is amazing and she's been at her craft for years so she's true to this she's not new to this right thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the nasika nightly podcast again it is my privilege my pleasure and my absolute honor to have been your host again and i will be your host again next week and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that week after that week after that <laughs> you guys get the drift though right i'm not going anywhere you guys are stuck with me okay <laughs> This has been another episode of the Nasika Nightly Podcast with your regular host, Nasika Aleman. Come again next week for another episode with a different perspective, only here at Nasika Nightly Podcast. Until then, you know the drill. Take care of yourself. <laughs>